Welcome to the Grapevine Society podcast, a platform for sharing the experiences of young people as we figure things out, from student life to post-graduation. I'm your host, Sathiwi Blathketh, and in each episode you'll be hearing real stories from real people, because anecdotal evidence can be invaluable when it comes to getting the specifics. Hi, welcome back to the Grapevine Society podcast, and in this episode, number one, it's the first time recording remotely, so hopefully the audio isn't too awful. And number two, I'm speaking with my good friend Olivia, who's also a graduate from the Ruskin, and we're going to be speaking about our experience interning in New York last summer. So without further ado, Olivia, do you want to do a little quick intro on you and who you are? I'm Olivia. Um, Sophia and I properly got to know each other while we were working on this internship and um, right now we've both just graduated. So Sophia's in London, I'm with my grandparents um, and I'm going back to Oxford in a month to work on a community photography project on dyslexia and neurodiversity, which I'm really excited about. Um, but I was working on this a year ago, which is part of the reason I was really, really keen to go and see behind the scenes of a big community um, photography project um, and how they were making the whole thing work. Um, but that's, I, I don't know, and I mean, we're both also working on something at the moment called Open Ended. Um, which is about bringing activists, designers and thinkers from around the world together into conversations um, because the creative industries don't have a huge amount of visibility because each career path is so unique and um, in, in, and different um, that there isn't a huge amount of awareness of how the creative industries function or you, it's not something you get taught about at university really. Um, you sort of get there by being, well in, in most cases I think you get there by just loving being creative and going for it but not because there's a narrative of there there's a career um in these creative subjects um so but that's yeah go on so no that that's perfect i think <laughs> that kind of segues nicely into the reason why we're kind of filming recording this today mm. and wanting to talk about our experience doing this internship because it is community based and it is about the arts and it is about bringing people together and making um, these spaces a bit more accessible especially to like mm. a wider audience and the public and so we want to structure this podcast in sort of essentially two parts so the first part we're going to speak a bit more specifically about our internship where it was we did it and what it was because I mean we both really really loved it and there are some amazing things that came out of it and it's still going on as well the um actual festival but we'll get into what it is <laughs> in that part and then part two will be a bit more about sort of what kind of like hopefully a sort of more generalization or a broader conversation about internships and opportunities and maybe a bit of advice of you know what we've gone through um yeah just speaking from experience I guess so hopefully this will be an interesting chat and I'm really excited <laughs> to relive our time um, yeah, at too. Photoville. So, uh, Which was a know, whole year ago now. Yeah, exactly. So we did it at the end of August slash start September, throughout September last year, 2019. And so it's like this time of year. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Do you want to yeah. explain what it was? Um, yeah, I would love to. I was just going to say that it was so weird during lockdown because the internship was a month. And so it was just such an intense 
month that had so much life and living in it um, and experiences that I remember being in lockdown and going, I can't believe that this has been a month of lockdown a month, and this is equivalent to a month um, at Photoval. That was kind of like my metric of these like polar opposite um, sort of experiences. Um, yeah, but it's mad. How, I mean, how do we introduce Photoville? Because it's quite, um, so Photoville is some is a community photography festival that happens in New York City. Um, they have it in different locations now, but the one that we were working on was Photoville, um, New York, and that was under Brooklyn Bridge. Um, and it's in a whole load of shipping containers with these miniature, well, not miniature, these exhibitions in each shipping container. So you can sort of dive in and out and see some of them or try and see all of them. And um, it's free and it's open to the public and it has photography from so many different spaces talking about different things. And I think it really um, pushes conversations and creates conversation spaces um, that are really valuable. Um, and it's very welcoming as a, I think a lot of art spaces only invite an art audience. And this is definitely something that invites the community um, from all the different parts. And I don't know that, you know, we were working that one day and there was um, an education day where they had 800, um, the equivalent of state schools so of public school kids, I think, um, come down. And then there was this group that came all the way from Virginia, which was a seven hour drive. Um, so yeah, I don't, it's just a really exciting space and it's kind of, I mean, I think we should possibly just read out their bio. Yeah, go for it. Even. How do, do you want to give it a go explaining it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you covered it quite well. So it's like an outdoor yeah. photography festival. Um, mm -hmm. It's in Dumbo, so on the Brooklyn side. And it's, it happens annually. Um, it's a public uh, festival and there's a big community feel. Um, it's so like you said, there's education day, there are talks, there mm. are workshops. So it's more than just the exhibitions, um, which feature like a diverse range of artists. And I don't know, it was just really fun. And it definitely is no white cube. Let me tell you that. It's a non-for-profit organization that works for to promote a wider understanding of increased access to art and photography and visual storytelling by producing a free annual festival, amplifying impactful narratives and connecting artists to a wide global audience by activating accessible public spaces. Um, yeah, so I think that was what was really exciting in a way was the work itself that was kind of going up in these shipping containers. It was not something that I've seen anywhere else um, in terms of bringing all those narratives into conversation around each other um, yeah exactly so you know like touching on global warming or war photographers or um a, like a community um photography center in the bronx run by young people i remember this is 18 being a really good exhibition as well which featured these 18 year olds who took photos of i believe other 18 year olds i want to say might be wrong but I think that's what it was. I mean, it's called This Is 18, so I hope I'm remembering it correctly. And they also, a few of them came and um, did a talk as well about their work. And it was just so nice to see like these young kind of like artists and students um, coming in and being able to like photo build, giving them a platform to do that. Because mm. when I was 18, I definitely didn't have that kind of um, thing. Mm. So, I mean thinking about a couple of other specific exhibits that we could really just touch upon quickly. Uh, one of them was, 
I don't know if you remember, so it was a container on the second floor and it was called Scars mm. of Racism um, by Travis Fox. And it featured mm. these like aerial shots, which basically shows racism as it manifests geographically and physically. So it was these shots of like um, housing and I think it kind of mentions about housing policy and how um, it's really imbalanced. And I don't know, I remember just being in there on opening night when it was pissing it down with rain and I <laughs> spoke with our friend who we met out there called Josie for probably like over half an hour and that having being in that space and just standing in a shipping container whilst it was pouring out pouring <laughs> it down outside but um yeah that kind of shows how Photoville really did open up space for these conversations to, ha- to happen mm-hmm. and even while we were hanging the work yeah exactly and I really appreciated just, it mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I think we have to really briefly touch upon that, uh, night when we all watched for summer as well. Yeah. The screening was, I mean, amazing. And it it was one of those things I remember watching it because I've avoided watching too much news content. Like I prefer to read the news and listen to it because I just found that the amount of visual information was quite a lot at different times. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think it would have been something that would have been incredibly hard. I mean, it was just incredibly harrowing and hard to watch anyway, but to watch it in a community space to kind of get people to engage with a documentary that they wouldn't necessarily like walk into in their everyday lives. Um, and I mean, I think this is before For Summer because I then remember getting back and it kind of really took off. Um, it was, I think... It was very early on when it had just come out, maybe. Um, I think it was like I'm a couple not... months after, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I, re- I remember a lot of people talking about it afterwards when we got back to the UK yes. as well. You were saying that Forsama is um, named after the her daughter. So Forsama, for those of you who don't know, um, is a documentary which was released last year by Wad Al-Khatib, um, which is essentially a documentary of all this handheld, very personal footage, and she's documenting her life, um, I think over a period of five years during the uprising in Aleppo in Syria. And like you said, Olivia, it was the most harrowing, raw, honest put- like documentary and portrayal of life that I've ever, ever seen in my, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's on Channel 4, so anyone in the UK you can watch it for free on like the channel for you know for OD app or whatever um I I personally couldn't recommend anything more because I remember we were all sitting there at the end and it was just silence silence. yeah silence and tears um and then there was a talk afterwards and the talk was really amazing because one of the speakers was someone who knew um Wad um and they were talking about how you know the world did nothing and one of the things I think they were asking the audience is like what were you doing then like and that was just so it it was just such a powerful thing to have a screening at a community event and then have a talk afterwards and continue the conversation um and um yeah it was just the fact that one of the things that they were saying was this this is still going on in parts of the world and you go the news can I mean, we've talked about this at university in terms of what you see in stories and news and narratives, but it completely dehumanizes 
um, in so many ways, the experiences that people are living through right now. Um, you know, the way like things that are happening in the world are being covered removes the human out of these these things that are happening. And I think like this sort of slams it like or doesn't slam it. It's just like brings you into it in a way that is just, yeah, um, incredibly powerful. Does need to be watched by <laughs> everybody so go and find it yes well um i'll leave a link in the uh podcast description actually just so it's so easy for you all to just click away um so i mean i feel like that was important to mention like specifically some of the things that we encountered um in terms of what kind of content that photoville provides but there is also like a yeah, it's a big range of work. Um, mm. Shall we talk about very briefly our roles and what it was that we were doing day to day? Because yeah. that changed quite a bit. We did a bit of everything, right? Mm, it was really fun. Like we arrived on the first day and um, it was sort of straight into like helping move things between shipping containers, a lot of heavy lifting. We were definitely aching by the end of the day. So um, and then within, yeah. <laughs> and then the first week was sort of more... Um, sort of behind the desk roles of helping prepare education packs and um, going to fly it. One of the things they got us to do was go out and fly out the local community and let them know that it was happening um, to sort of welcome them to come along and also spread the word locally. And that made meant that we got to know the area um, very early on if we needed to then go and run and find something. Um, but yeah, after that, we dived into completely different sort of roles we sort of naturally stepped into different spaces which meant that we often didn't necessarily see each other during the day except during our lunch break if it was at the same time and then we go and sit by the rocks by the waterfront and have like a little um lunch break catch up which was really lovely um and it definitely meant that from being in a university space where you're under so much um pressure and you've all like high pressure in terms of work and being in different spaces we really got to know each other while we were working this job for a month um which digresses from um what we were doing but yeah i mean do you want to what did you jump into yeah because i mean i feel like from day one it was we were very much part of the team and it's a small team core team running it and there's a lot of um volunteers as well who we ended up getting to know and i mean we kind of did yeah so with obviously the insulation and then obviously after the deinstallation were quite big jobs mm. um hanging banners i know you were up on several shipping containers like <laughs> using all the strength you had um i worked quite a bit in the building next door called uh, st anne's warehouse where a lot of the talks were happening so it was like prepping for that and just kind of making sure the presentation went okay and it also meant that I obviously got to sit in these talks which were really really interesting um and what else I had to photograph um their exhibition which was called The Fence which is something you should also look up I think um it happens does it happen every year as well and it happens in different states too um which is incredible mm -hmm. and they have like I think anyone can contribute to that um mm -hmm or apply at least. But yeah, so I did that one day, ran some errands, ended up taking down an exhibition outside the UN as well, which was great because then I got to have a little tour and go inside, which was a fun day. Um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff we were doing. It was just very intense. There were some days, mm. especially the festival days when it was on, we worked from like, I think our longest day was like 8am to 11pm. Like it was just like 
go 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 <laughs> intense but yeah yeah but we definitely had blisters in. yeah oh you Actually, did I rem- oh my god. I remember gosh. this it what was I had some blisters on my feet from because I stepped more into the building side of things I'd done set design before but I think we were just naturally more interested in working in different spaces so I kind of really got into the installation and like getting banners up and working with just sort of helping in terms of the, like physical pushing up of the show um sort of each day was a new day and it was sort of asking people there what they needed help with and stepping into that um but yeah I definitely had blisters on my feet and I don't I think there was a day when I didn't have a blister plaster and so I, I just remember you being like here you go and you sorted yes, me out which was really kind. um yeah um but no it was it was one of those things where it was incredibly intense and hard work but I think we both remember going like we were waking up happy every single day to go to work um or at least I mean I can say that I was and just like really enjoying every part of it and enjoying being part of that team um and I think the thing about the fact that it is a core team and they do sort of come together to work on the project every year it was yeah it was sort of a really lovely space to step into and I think as we did jump between all these different teams of like helping put on an education day or helping put do the installation or helping with the talks or social media whatever it was that needed help with everyone was so um communicative but also really generous with their time and sort of like helping because we were learning on the job with every single thing we were doing and we were doing each job it was changing every day so that was a lot of learning in a very short amount of time and everyone was really um yeah I just I think whilst doing a very like high paced time pressure job really for everyone to still be kind um and sort of helpful at the same time I think that's quite special I don't know I I thought it was great yeah I agree and we also met some incredible people whilst working there too so shout out Mm. to Josie Claire Gabrielle (laughs) I mean it's so nice I remember that last team yeah do you remember that last evening when we were with them and like we went to like a rooftop um really nearby and had pizza and drinks and then we went for ice cream after and it was was just like the perfect end to our experience it was i don't know it was just funny how you end up forming friendships with people who literally didn't we didn't know existed like a few weeks prior and that yeah there was so much generosity there and because we were in this space which obviously people there were in, had an interest in photography and art and community um, as well yeah exactly it was so fun like it was honestly such a good time I miss it and it was really ID too I remember we we'd sort of wake up in when we were because we had no t- turnaround time really but we were jumping straight into our final year at uni and so we had a week to get over jet lag which you did better than I did but doesn't matter <laughs> um and we'd kind of I would at least be back at uni and wake up and think I was in New York and have to like re-acclimatize myself to the fact that I was now in cold wet England oh yeah it was um, a big difference <laughs> but yeah no it was but you know that some of those like we stayed in touch with people sort of a year on with some of those friendships and that is really amazing and it was also the fact that on our days off which there weren't that many of but when we did have a day off it wasn't you and me then going off together to explore New York on our own it was actually meeting up with um Claire and Josie who we were working with and going to do something with them on our, our so like we saw we were seeing each other every single day of the week yeah and um, it helped that, that Josie like, was team from of Brooklyn. people yeah, yeah it did in terms of I think that was the turning point for us in terms of also being in the city was I think if you go to a place and you're visiting you see it 
from a very particular sort of surface level tourist, um, which is still super exciting and amazing and just, you know, but because we both love New York anyway, but um, yeah, definitely being with someone who's from the place gives you a different, it's kind of like rather than being on the top surface level of the water, suddenly you kind of, you're in it. Um, yeah. And that's really nice. Um, so yeah, it was nice to sort of be shown around a bit as well. Um, exactly. Because we'd both or been to live in it. Yeah, we'd both been before when we were sort of a little bit younger. Obviously, separately, we didn't know each other at this time. Like family holidays, tourists, and I remember loving it. Um, and then going back again, and like I didn't see you out there until I was three days in. So I was just alone, like trying to navigate this place. And you get a completely different sense of the city and how it runs, and like being in and out of there every day not even just Manhattan but exploring a lot of Brooklyn we went to Queens we went to like so we went to Coney Island as well which was really fun um which is very touristy of us but you know <laughs> um it was yeah oh, entirely so sorry. different go on, you go got on. us to go on a roller coaster that was so frightening oh, a cyclone oh, so good it was amazing okay if anyone's going to Coney Island you need to go on a cyclone oh it's my god so I can't fun. believe you made this and it was really funny because those machines like take a photograph and Sophia and our friend who came to join us for the day were just like smiling and I was absolutely terrified <laughs> um, brilliant but yeah anyway sorry moving on um so yeah I think it teaches you a lot of independence and being self-reliant having to you know I mean luckily Manhattan anyways this grid layout so it's not too hard to navigate but with things like this I remember feeling so quite nervous and like very uncomfortable at first, but I knew that with time experience, I'm going to be able to adjust to it. And that's exactly how it felt in terms of the internship too. By the end, you get really used to it and you feel um, like you're part of that community and you feel mm. like you know it. And so, yeah, yeah you just got to go just for it. Also then heartbreaking to leave. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I think as well, in terms of what you get out of it, you can talk about the skills you get out of it. But actually, I think for both of us, it was as much as kind of learning to be more confident in yourself and stepping up and running things and stepping in to lead here and there or um, just support as well, whatever it was that was needed and, and doing that. I think it was the, the experience and what that was going into our final year in terms of being so um, grounding. Um, I don't know, like it, it definitely was very much grounded within people and I think at university it can very much be grounded in like texts and theory and learning and even if you're doing an arts-based subject it can it's a very different world um, so it felt like a bit of a detox from Oxford and um, I definitely remember sort of sort of I don't know closing my eyes almost and still feeling like this warm energy from that time that sort of kept that stayed with it and I don't know if that makes sense or if that sounds no I get it I think crazy for the first time I felt like I was presently living the life that I wanted to live that I always envisioned in the future you know like oh I'd go back to New York or oh I want to take action on this and it's like you said when you're at uni you can get really stuck into the theoretical side of things and be like oh that's a wonderful thing to do I like that idea I like exploring that and reading that but this felt like we were actually making some sort of difference and like having a presence within 
um, a tangible space and community, mm. which I think segues nicely onto the second part of the podcast, which is a bit more about internships and opportunities. And I think we, I mean, we've touched upon what we did and how we actually got this internship through our course at um, the Ruskin, which is, uh, for those of you who don't know, haven't listened to the previous episodes of this podcast, uh, the art school, the fine art department at Oxford University. So we were very fortunate that they had this link set up. I mean, since Photoville started seven, I think it was around seven years ago, they want to say, I want to say, and maybe that was last year, so maybe it's eight now. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's part of their professional practice program, which is uh, optional for second years. And it is worth noting that it was an unpaid internship. Expenses in terms of travel, like local travel and food were kind of covered by Photoville whilst we were out there. But both of us uh, got funding from our respective colleges. So that's why we were able to do this internship for so long, because otherwise I, I would not have been able to, to do it at all. Yeah, same. So, I mean, I don't want to go too into it because I think it's very specific. And obviously we're in different, even uh, we had different situations. We weren't given the same amount of funding even. But with mm. our colleges, if I would say, obviously this isn't just about um, our internship in particular because we're speaking to a very niche uh, set of people (laughs) here Um, but in terms of if you're thinking about wanting to apply to an internship um, and it's worth looking into your university if you're at one um, or college or whatever to see if there are funding opportunities available because it's not something I would have thought about before unless I was you know in the college I was and I knew that these um, and also being presented yeah. with with internships that you could apply for quite um, easily within the art school, because I think if we hadn't done that, we wouldn't have known that there was a funding system throughout the university for professional like placement um, in a way. Um, so, yeah, definitely look into it wherever you are. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's about making the most of the opportunities that you're presented with and then taking the initiative to make more for yourself. So, I mean, I want to get Helena on this uh, podcast as well to talk about Mm. um, her experience because she also did an internship in New York and we actually met up whilst we were out there quite a few times. And Helena is um, another one of our uh, peers. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, she was at Teddy Hall with Olivia, Mm. um, also studying fine art. And she actually found an internship um, in Manhattan, which was nothing to do with the Ruskin. Like it had no like link. So I think that maybe for another episode, but to, just so you know, that I, that is something I wish to cover because we're very well aware that we're in a very privileged position to have been able to have access um, to this opportunity i mean obviously we both got different amounts of funding from college but also the thing that made a different i think in previous years the students going out there had lived together um but i knew that covering accommodation costs even with the funding was going to be incredibly difficult um and i mean it was also and was also a non-for-profit organization so i think that also it's different depending on the kind of organization you're working within i think um, you know, because some arts organisations have loads of money and they still run unpaid internships and other ones are non-for-profit organisations running community projects 
on tight budgets and they're just you know being driven by amazing teams and people that are really inspired to do the work and yet um, are still and super generous completely different yeah and you know it was an incredible education like working with them and so i'm yeah so i i think it's also important to make the distinction that we did get so much i mean we've kind of talked about it anyway in a very positive way but we got so much out of it so i but yeah no i was just going to say that accommodation it was looking at it and going oh god um and so very early on I, I think we had a conversation going okay well we we won't be living together um and with the, the group of people that we were anyway basically finding somewhere to live was also from someone out there being incredibly kind who was my mum's best friend's aunt who had never met me um and who was kind enough to sort of take me in for that amount of time and that was amazing but it also it was I don't know it was incredibly kind and also it was about speaking to people and going I'm going to this place do you know anybody do you know anybody who could help um and so yeah I think in in every situation it's sort of reaching out and having conversations and asking um because sometimes that gets you somewhere sometimes exactly yeah Um, I mean the first step to anything is deciding to do it and then actually taking action and going for it or applying or asking because if you don't then you're never going to get an answer and like you can't predict the outcome of things you didn't know that this was going to be your accommodation and this mm-hmm. um um family was you know going to be so generous and you know let you stay with them for so long but mm-hmm. it can happen and if anything i think this whole experience and it was such an intense like five weeks but it really made me value um yeah just people and community again especially new ones because it can be hard entering to entering into a space for the first time where you don't really know anyone luckily we had each other and Mm. yes we didn't see each other every single minute of the day because we worked on very different um areas a lot of the time but I think we were quite lucky going into it together at least to have that shared experience so is there any sort of takeaways or bits of advice that you that come to mind for you in terms of just yeah I mean I think not thinking specifically about what we were doing because that is incredibly niche um but thinking about internships more generally um it's or like internships or work experience is actually learning that there are so many different ways in which you can learn and gain experience um and there are um, I don't know, something that with Helena, who you've already, already brought into the conversation, with the way, one of the ways she got that internship was by, we went to this um, creative summit in London in 2018. And just by virtue of, we were given tickets to it, but by virtue of being in the room and talking to people, that day we realized that the creative industries was such a big, in such a big way, it was about people and connections and people speaking to each other and not about sort of just um sort of sending in your cv sort of and cold it was about having conversations and seeing where those went and we met someone in the room that day that was like oh you know like get in touch with me and we were like how do we do that and they're like are you on linkedin and we were like no why would we be on a gray um like we're artists we're not on linkedin (laughs) (laughs) yeah like why would we do that but actually to get in touch with this world that was um a creative network that part part of that was happening in that space so then we went for it and Helena stayed in touch and you know got in touch and was like do you have anything any opportunities where I could come and learn from you I love your company and what you're doing um and that turned into something really amazing that she also 
learned a lot from and, and did some amazing um, work on. So yeah, I guess it's just like, you know, we never knew when we applied for those free tickets on that day, we never knew the, pe the people it was going to lead us to meet. Um, and that's, I think a lot of it, it what we learned from that experience is that you have to reach out to people and go, hi, can I, you know, and Helen is doing it so well now. It's like going, hi, can I speak to you for half an hour over a virtual coffee or um, do you have any advice on CVs or can I talk to you about what your job is like? Um, and I think something the university that we're at does really well is that they're running a series of things called micro internships, which are five day placements. Um, and I think often, because so many internships are completely, there are so many access barriers to doing them financially. Like if it's, for example, in a city in London, you don't live there, how are you meant to support yourself? If you, you know, again, trying to find contacts and somewhere to stay and all of that, but what a short placement does is it allows you to gain experience in a much shorter space of time um and so that means you there are it becomes much more feasible um so you know you can ask people for like one day shadowing opportunities or um just a chat and a coffee so it really depends what you can do um and also we um Sophia and i both took part in this thing called okay mentor um which was a really over lockdown and it was a really interesting series of um, talks run by these w women um, and Liz and Steph um, and their team of people sort of trying to give people really strong advice of like going into the creative industries from whatever angle and they were talking about the fact that it's hustling not hassling because I think when you go and speak to people you can think I have nothing to bring to the table here um, and I'm just bothering you um, but actually it, it really is about reaching out um and yeah i don't know if they're still doing free because it was also a free yeah webinar. i think they run it like twice a year i think um, okay because it was meant to be in person and then obviously with lockdown and everything it was all online went online which was an amazing opportunity in terms of it reaching people in, yeah in so many different geographies um rather than just people that could get to the city but yeah i guess it was going into that in terms of um it, yeah how to how to get experience in terms of then jumping into it because i think something else they were talking about on this is why i started talking about them and i didn't mention it is because something they were talking about is how they were internships are in the art space because it's it's such a big part of it and there are access barriers to that they did say that that's what that was the way to sort of build up your skill level and what they were doing was sort of working um full-time jobs or like working jobs in the evenings to then be able to do a, an internship during the day i'm seeing i mean i guess it started from okay mentor and then obviously from there you can scroll and see all these different uh platforms which are popping up here there and everywhere now and yeah so literally just go on instagram and have a scroll you'll probably find something which maybe be is what you're looking for if you know the classic job search or whatever isn't what you're after or just isn't working out at the moment because i know so many people who have applied to hundreds of jobs and then not hearing anything back right now because it is a really difficult time to be um trying to get employed and yeah, yeah i mean this is a whole <laughs> how we could go down but i yeah. think this is it's a nice place to sort of wrap up sort of mentioning that you know we know we were quite we were very lucky in order to do what we did last summer, but it was amazing. Please check out Photoville because 
I mean, oh, I can't, I, can't, I feel like we've sung its praises so much, but we really do um, feel that way about it. Yeah, it was such a, like, an amazing thing to get to be a part of um, and to kind of integrate in that team and see the mechanics and clockwork of how they were pulling this thing off um, in terms of just going, this is amazing. How, how do you do something like that? And so to get to see that and be part of the clockwork was really um yeah and it was an incredible opportunity so um yeah yeah okay great I think we did a nice sort of cover of our time um obviously there's a lot more again with everything I think I say this in literally every episode there's a lot more we could go into so there's anything specific that you'd like to pick up on then do let us know and feel free to ask us any questions because um we're here to sort of help as much as we can from our own experience um or even kind of signposts to put you in the right direction if we have some sort of idea or (laughs) response um so yeah i think i think that wraps things up nicely so thank you for coming on and talking about this on the podcast and have a good day (laughs) bye See you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with others so that we can expand the conversation and reach more people. Just say that you heard it through The Grapevine. To stay updated, you can follow The Grapevine Society on Instagram at The Grapevine Society, and you can also find all podcast notes on thegrapevinesociety.com.